every piece of information needs to go in because you never know what relationships are gonna matter to a consumer. And you should not assume that you know, you should assume it's your responsibility to be prepared. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about ACO. We are going to unite ACO skills that we have with AI. Because when AI appealed, almost all marketers, I, I don't want to say everyone, but almost all mm-hmm. marketers uh, adapted to AI. A- and I, for example, uh, increased a lot of results with AI. I grew my projects. I got a lot of uh, great revenue by using mm-hmm. AI. So I'm going to learn more about AI. I think it's very important. And it's not the same like in many other niches. For example, in accounting, um, I spoke with my two brothers and they told me, Nobody adapts to AI, they ignore right. this. So they still use calculators and spreadsheets, I don't know, but ignore AI. I think it's a big mistake. It's better to do it today to think how you can adapt to this tool mm-hmm. because 5% of marketers lost their jobs when AI appealed, when ChatGPT appealed because these people didn't lose their jobs because of AI. They lost jobs because someone adapted to AI and can replace yes. them. So uh, I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Dwayne Forrester. How are you? Anatoly, I am excellent. Thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, A big pleasure. Uh, For me, it's very important to know more about that. And uh, many people can think that I have this podcast for growing my brand. Yeah, of course, Uh, I use it as well, but (laughs) I can learn from great experts. I love it because in ACO, in digital marketing, it's quickly changing world. We need to adapt fast to move on, uh, to change strategies. If something works today, it doesn't mean that you can get great results tomorrow. Duane, before we start, just tell more about yourself, Mm -hmm. experience, background, about your dashboard that you have uh, behind you, why you have search (laughs) generative experience and Gemini on your... (laughs) So, So, okay. I'll, I'll start at the high level, uh, Anatoly. Um, I, uh, my name is Dwayne Forster. I'm the vice president of industry insights for a company called Yext, our headquarters in New York, but we operate globally. Um, and uh, I'm probably about 25 years in the industry at this point. I've uh, written a couple of books with McGraw-Hill. Um, one of them is on monetizing websites, which is very old, so nobody should be looking at that. Uh, the other one is conversion optimization. Uh, there's still probably some ideas in there that are valid today um and um along the way you know i spent about a decade working at microsoft i built and launched webmaster tools there i was on the scheme that or the team that launched schema.org spent a lot of my formative years growing up in search inside the search engine working with those teams understanding how search works and um just as importantly how an organization runs the product the product and processes of search because that has an impact um, from consumer behavior to you know assigning resources it all has an impact on search as we know it um, what i'm excited about though is what search is going to become over the next few years so i'm sure we'll talk about that today and it's 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 going to be huge a hundred percent a hundred percent because for me it's very important to know what will mm-hmm. be next <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
I, I, I can't be uh, in the first stage because I think innovators who can create new technologies can take this path, but uh, it's okay to have in the second stage when you can adapt faster than others. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about AI. Uh, can you tell where to start to play with this tool? Uh, I still speak with many webmasters, not SEOs, not marketers, but uh, right. website owners, founders who have websites, uh, who don't know anything about AI. So give any tips what to do first, uh, where to register, what to do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll give you a couple of good starting points. Um, there, there's a few places. So one thing, uh, we're going to start with the obvious. You should have an account with OpenAI. You should be logged into ChatGPT, and you should be using this service. Um, I would think of it as being very similar to. Um, uh, it doesn't replace a search engine, but you can ask the same questions that you would of a search engine in ChatGPT to see what the answers are. It starts to give you a very clear understanding of those differences and also of how quickly they're being closed, how quickly that gap is getting smaller. I will tell everybody all day long, pay $20 a month, get the access to the highest version of ChatGPT. It is worth the money. It is an investment in your future. Make the investment. You are worth $20 a month, absolutely because then there are no limits. You don't have to worry about things. You can ask it to make an image. You can have a conversation with it. It will keep the thread. If I ask it about, uh, this is a bad example. If I ask it about um, SGE and Gemini, it won't really talk about that stuff. But if I ask it something about um, uh, how to grill a steak, the best way to grill a steak, when I ask it about that, and then I come back later and say, what's the best marinade for a grilled steak? It understands the thread of the conversation. And so it continues down that path. Um, that's very powerful and very important. If you don't want to spend $20 a month, you can access most of this through Bing chat. So in the Bing, I use an iPhone. So I have the, the Bing app on here. Um, I go in through there and I'll tap the icon. Bing chat opens up. It's powered by the latest generation of uh, ChatGPT, as well as Bing's own knowledge graph and index. So if I ask it information about what's happening today, news about the volcano in Iceland, for example, it will have the very latest information available and it will give me that as part of my answer. If you want to get a little bit more advanced, you could look at something called perplexity.ai. Perplexity is its own app. It's its own experience. It's powered by GPT-4, um, but it also has its own index and overlays more up-to-date information. Um, absolutely everyone should be signed up in Google Labs. It's a free access. When you go in, you can still right now get access to SGE, the search generative experience from Google. Um, that will allow you to see some of these things happen in the search results in real time. Uh, so you can kind of play with it there, but also Google's Gemini. Where's my finger pointing? Is... Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Green is mirrored. Holy cow. Um, so the Gemini experience is up and running inside Bard right now. 
Um, it's experimental as is search generative experience, but these are generally the first areas that I'm telling people to go to, to see how these systems work and what they do. If you want to get very deep, there's a program called character.ai that allows you to create personas in an AI. And then the AI responds as if it's that persona. And that can be very interesting if you're doing market research, if you're trying to understand uh, the demographics of people in other countries and what their responses might be like. That system has more access to more information to be the personality that you're asking it to be. So that can be very interesting and powerful. One thing that they all have in common is that they will take over your life and they will take all of your time. Um, once you start using these systems, you will be extremely excited. And if you're in marketing at any level, you will be inspired. It will yeah. start you understanding. Like I, when we started Anatoly, you were talking about how, you know, you are a believer in this and you use this. I can't stress enough how important it is for people to adopt new skills and AI is a new skill for marketers. It's extremely important to be able to understand how to use these things and also how not to use them. Um, it's, it's our future. And this is not a future that will take time to arrive. It's already here. Yeah. So you don't have the option to say, oh, you know, 2024 will be the year of content for me. And then 2025, I'll get into AI. If you're having that conversation right now, we will not be talking to you in 2025. You will be gone. Someone yeah. will replace you. It's that straightforward. And I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm not trying to frighten anyone. This is how fast this is now moving. You know, we went from, well, we were all out for a nice walk. We were holding hands, strolling down the beach. It's beautiful. And then a tsunami appeared and that tsunami is AI. And it's been chasing us inland, up the mountain, over the mountain, through the valley, and it will continue to chase us all the way around the planet. Our only option, run hard, run fast. That is yeah. our only option. Valuable, love it, love it. Um, and uh, I'm so addictive with AI. When ChatGPT appealed, uh, I used a lot. I used before ChatGPT, I used yeah. other tools, but today I use a lot more and mm -hmm. increase my resources with AI, you compare these tools. And uh, from my experience, I don't want to say for uh, uh, all projects, but for, from my experience, ChatGPT can beat other tools uh, in one side. I mean, like, uh, I, I usually get much better results with ChatGPT than uh, with Bart. Uh, even when uh, Jim, Jim, uh, Jimini appealed, uh, Gemini mm -hmm. appealed. So mm -hmm. uh, I tested and I still get better results on ChatGPT, even compared with Bing, because Bing uh, mm -hmm. uses data from ChatGPT, but I still have much better results with ChatGPT. So, yeah. So I just want to, I'm going to call something out here, Anatoly. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's interesting that we have these conversations right now about where we're getting better results and these kinds of things. Um, we still have to be aware that these systems will hallucinate and give us confidently inaccurate answers. So humans are still very much a part of this loop. Um, all of these problems, however, are being actively fixed. There are improvements happening all the time. Um, accuracy is getting better. Um, how they answer questions is getting more detailed. Where they give attribution, we're seeing growth in that. 
all of these things that we think of today as challenges of why you might use one or another, a year from now, these will be nothing. We will not be talking about these things. We will be yeah. talking about, do you remember when they used to hallucinate? Do you remember when ChatGPT was very clearly better than X? Like, we will have a very different world a year from now. And again, why it is so important that people understand what this world is about. And it's important to understand the differences between them now so that we are very clearly understanding their growth because that growth helps us. Google is being very cautious about SGE, where they use it, where they don't use it, the type of answers they will allow it to give. Um, technically, we're told that SGE goes away at the end of December. And I don't know if that means they will extend SGE or will Gemini replace SGE? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, it could be some other option as well. But what we can definitively say is every single day, Google is using billions of data points to improve the system that is Gemini. And so every single day, it gets, it gets not incrementally smarter, it gets logarithmically smarter. And six months from now, we may have, and I think this is uh, what we have to solve or what the search engines have to solve is monetization. Once they understand how to make money with it, we're going to have an answer. We, we will have a new version of search. And I was just running a webinar this morning where we talked about the future of what search engine will look like in five years. And it's going to be vastly different than we have today. Um, I have, um, I, I don't think anyone should necessarily run out and purchase this, but um, there's a product coming next month called the AI Pin from a company called Humane. Um, look it on YouTube, watch the TED talk about it. It's very compelling. It's very interesting. It's a wearable device that does not have a screen. It uses a laser to project information on your hand, or it talks to you vocally. Um, I don't necessarily think we all go to that, but that is the beginning of something like Google Glass was the beginning of, of our actual eyewear changing to be more useful. Um, I have the new Meta Ray-Bans, and with the update they just received, to be able to attach their images to the AI world, and I can ask it, what am I looking at? What can I use this for? That is game-changing. That is huge. It's, yeah. it's now the only pair of glasses I want to wear just <laughs> in case, you know? It's like I go out for a walk. I take my wallet with me. Well, why are you going for a walk and taking your wallet? Well, maybe my neighbor's having a yard sale and I want something they have, and then I have my money. Like, it's that type of preparedness. And that's going to change consumer behavior. And that consumer behavior is what's going to change search. Yeah. So we're going to have huge changes here. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's tough for us the future. I played with crypto. I played with <laughs> sell it next. Uh, but I disagree with, with someone who can say that SEO will never have the end. I think everything has the end. I remember when Jeff Bezos said about uh, Amazon, that mm -hmm. Amazon will be bankrupt in one day because right. uh, technologies are growing fast. And for example, when um, so once I asked my son, Please search on Google to reply to this question because I don't know 
the answer. Mm -hmm. And he used TikTok. <laughs> he, right. he doesn't use Google. Exactly. And <laughs> according to one more point, according to yeah. data, uh, today, uh, twelve percent of people use AI to get to find replies to their questions. Yes. And uh, uh, you know, for example, I speak with ChatGPT more often than with my wife. Mm -hmm. And I love this tool. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you know, you're, the information you're sharing, Anatoly, is really important. Um, I see this all the time. I see this in the data that I'm looking for. And, you know, the keynote addresses that I give at conferences, I share this information. Um, you know, the, the search box on TikTok is one of the fastest growing pieces of real estate online. And there's there's something really important about this. One more younger users are using TikTok to answer questions than they are using Google. So yeah. if nothing else changes in five years, Google's market reach will go down. Not their market share, their market share may remain the same, but the reach that they have, the number of people engaging with them will yeah. go down and TikToks will increase. Now, here's the really important part for consumers or uh, for uh, SEOs and business owners. The really important part is you have no insight. There is no data when something is inside an app. You only get the data that the app manufacturer is willing to share with you. So right now we have third-party systems like SimilarWeb and, and all these other tools that can crawl around the internet and pull together pieces of information that can help us make decisions. We know how much traffic is coming in. We know how much traffic is leaving, where they're entering, where they're going to, all of that. You have no access to any of that information on an app. You simply will not be able to see it. And the app operator, there is no incentive for them to share that information with you. And so you have to be very aware of what consumer behavior looks like as a marketer moving forward because we've all gotten used to having some data from Google, being able to do keyword research, being able to up-level that to topics, creating content, working on getting that ranked, seeing some traffic, doing conversion optimization, driving revenue. We, we all know this cycle. It's very you know process-driven. When that changes to, I heard something, I went to TikTok, I watched a couple of 30-second videos, and then I saw an ad related to the product and I clicked on it and I bought it. Where exactly is optimizing anything in that? Now, it still exists as an actual act. You have to optimize the video. You have to create the content. You have to actually, there are discrete things you have to do in the video. And there are things you can do to make the video more engaging, starting off with a solid hook doing using specific words, making sure that in the first eight seconds, you, you hit the product name in there so people know they're at the right spot. You can do all those things to grab attention. And those are not how you optimize a website. Some of them line up. You should use the keyword properly in your title tag and at the beginning of your first block of content and so on. But after that, you're not sitting and writing content. You're creating a video. And now you have to start asking yourself, well, does Anatoly sit down and record this video? Because his time costs money. He has to do the video twice, we'll say, because the first time he didn't quite get it the way he wanted it, the second time he felt good about it. But you're professional, you do this all the time. 
So the average business owner might take five, six times before they get to one they think is okay. Then they start thinking, oh, I should have a video company doing this. And that's more money. And that's not the direction to go in, especially when you're going to be able to just tell a video creation tool. Here's a photograph of me. Make me say these things and put palm trees in the background. And it will do it for you. And you have a 30-second video that says exactly what you wanted it to say, and you're ready to go. So you can have AI write the script that you know is good. You can have it think like a marketer and produce something that is good from a marketing point of view. And then you can have an AI actually take that script and make you a video that you can then upload to all your socials. And you can do all of that in about six minutes. Takes us a little longer right now, but this is the world that we're in and this is the world we're going to. Um, one of the questions that I ask businesses all the time is like, how do you think you'll keep up? How do you keep up with the level of innovation that all of these companies are making? They're changing the consumer experience every single day, whether it's Google or Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, all of these experiences are changing every day. And I'm not sure how a, a business that has three people working on SEO keeps up with that. Yeah, of like, course. And no one has an answer. Like that is that is very difficult to solve. Yeah, I remember in 2008, I had a team of writers who wrote about anything, weight loss, finance, accounting, they wrote Google mm -hmm. Rent because that was simple to game the system. Uh, mm -hmm. And I didn't know that we need to create for human beings because all uh, tips were uh, related to uh, write text for search engines, to right. use a lot of keywords, uh, to stuff right. them. Today, Google mm -hmm. fired all this team. Uh, okay, I, I fired this team, but uh, Google right. pushed me forward. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, You're absolutely right. And we see this with like the latest review update, the helpful content update, you know, like, like when I worked at the search engine, my answer to people was you build content for humans. Um, anyone from Google who walked on stage, their answer was you build content for humans. If you fast forward six, seven years, now we have documentation from Google that's saying you write content for humans. And it's a huge shift because in the absence of that direction, people wrote for search engines. Yeah. And now we have legacy issues. We have companies that paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to build content on their websites for the search engine, and it no longer rewards them. And they're yeah. looking at it saying, what do I update this? Do I replace this? How do I get new content built? Why isn't this working anymore? It, it is them starting over. And unfortunately, now that we have experience, expertise, authority, and trust, that experience portion, that matters. And if you do not have the experience, doesn't matter what else, like the rest of it doesn't make a difference. And and that that changes everything. That really does change it. And you know, the systems that Google's using, the systems that Bing's, Bing is using to be able to check for these things and cross-check it, everything's built on knowledge graphs. Every piece of information is in there and all the relationships are established. And I believe every company should have a knowledge graph for itself, of itself. Every piece of information needs to go in. 
because you never know what relationships are going to matter to a consumer. And yeah. you should not assume that you know. You should assume it's your responsibility to be prepared. Nice, nice. Uh, before asking the next question, I, I want to share two examples. Uh, once I watched on TikTok when uh, Joe Rogan spoke on his podcast and he uh, shares like, you know, uh, I have a big dick because I'm using these pills, you know, so right. you can take these pills, uh, of course. So he has Rogan, experience. Yeah, so <laughs> Rogan never say this, never, but right. we have deep fake and yep. that looked so real, so yeah. real, probably it, it's tough to cheat me because I usually check, okay, how many followers this yeah. account has, mm -hmm. so I, I can use some tools, but some people mm -hmm. don't do it, they just exactly. open such pills that can... I don't know, cure their health, something like this. Exactly. Uh, another example about Sport Illustrator. Uh, uh, oh, I heard this one, yes. Yeah, when yeah. Uh, they created fake offers uh, with AI yeah. and published content, AI generative. So uh, I think uh, today, I think uh, we see more and more such examples. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you tell from your experience how... Mm -hmm we need to pay our attention on that. I mean, like, if our competitors can do something like this, you mentioned about EEAT, but for mm -hmm. EEAT, it's important to have this human touch, to check mm -hmm. uh, experience. So, any tips about mm -hmm. that? Yeah, so, um, so a couple of things. One, you know, those examples, um, those are always going to happen. Someone will always try to take advantage of a situation, and they may be successful for a period of time. Um, but Google, Microsoft, TikTok, all of the companies are actively looking for bad actors. They're looking for things that are anomalous and that stand out, that do not fit a normal pattern. And then they will take an action with them when it reaches a certain level. Um, the reality is that, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, you can cheat the system. I mean, look, we SEOs, we've been doing this for 20 years, right? Like the whole idea was cheat the system to rank better. And, and now SEO is much more working in conjunction or alongside the search engine to provide the best answer and experience. It's not about cheating the system, it's about improving the system. And if your perspective is still, I would like to cheat the system, eventually you will be caught, your domain will be banned and that will be the end of that. You could just start another domain and do the same thing over again. That's what spammers do today. However, again, it's just you pop up, they smack you, you move on. Most businesses can't afford that cycle. They don't do that. And so you have to illustrate your experience. You have to show that experience. You know, there's a reason when I do my introduction, I tell people I've been doing this 25 years. I say things like I've had two books published with McGraw-Hill. These are very clear clues as to my experience. Not everyone can get McGraw-Hill to be a publisher. Not everyone gets two book deals. Not everyone gets a book deal. These are ways for me to validate to an audience that I do have the experience. And so you do the same thing through your content for ultimately the consumer, but Google sees it along the way as well. Um, what's extremely important in this, though, is that... <sighs> Look, you can take a completely automated approach and you can go ahead and just 
tell ChatGPT to create your content. You can paste it and publish it and not think about it again. Um, we've already seen over the last year that doesn't work all the time. Like the search engines or your competitors will find out and they will make a news story out of it and it will hurt. Um, you know, I don't know what the outcome for Sports Illustrated is going to be, but I do know that the search engines basically feel, look, if the content is accurate and it's useful, then it's fine. We're not worried. They're not worried about who the actual author is. I think maybe this was taken a bit too far. Creating fake authors, auditing or editing the stories, putting them out there as if the authors were real. Like at some point this breaks down because you can't prove experience and I can prove my experience. And so it breaks down at that level. And unfortunately the search engines get to that level really fast. Like it might take you or I months to figure this out, right? It wasn't immediate that you were sitting there saying, oh, that's a fake Joe Rogan. No, you actually have to put time into looking at the account, checking the number of followers, checking the number of people they're following, looking at other content. Is there continuity? It may only take a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time to do this scan. But to your point, the regular consumer doesn't do it. And that's who Google's looking to protect is the regular consumer. And so, so Google will always be trying to get rid of bad actors, but Google itself uses AI to create answers to questions. Yeah. So, you know, like it, it's obviously an acceptable situation. Um, I know you have used AI to create content. I have used AI to create content. I did my last performance evaluation at work. I had ChatGPT write all the answers to all my questions. And then I submitted that to my boss. And like, it is very useful with human oversight. You, yeah, you cannot right. simply copy and paste it. That is dangerous and it will hurt. It will, it might take months, but yeah. it will hurt. Yeah. Let's talk how to use AI in the right way because I yeah. use AI, mm -hmm. but of course we provide a human touch, we edit mm -hmm. and I never disallow my offers to use AI. I cooperate with offers who can write for Bloomberg, um, Forbes, Investor, by the big website mm -hmm. because we help on this niche a lot. Right. Uh, and uh, we grew some traffic for websites uh, uh, from zero to 2,000 uh, uh, people a day. No, not bad, you know, for a new website. Oh, excellent, yeah. Yeah, and we use a lot AI. We use a lot. Mm -hmm. And personally, I don't care about AI detectors tools today it's popular you know oh. to check content with ai detectors no. <laughs> I, i don't care because i know it's quality and right I, I, exactly once, yeah once i asked fabrice canal about mm -hmm. ai uh, content he replied that bing doesn't care uh, no. if you provide quality <laughs> who cares exactly what do you think, yeah what do you think about google or for example oh. ai detectors tool can show it's ai written but it's quality uh, It doesn't mean if someone uh, from with great experience can check, analyze, and can tell, okay, it's quality content, edit something right. like this. Yeah, what do you think? Is it okay? So look, uh, Google has the same perspective, right? Google is on the record now, and basically they've told us, look, as long as it's good quality content, we are not worried about who the author is. And then they go on to explain exactly what you're saying, Anatoly. Like, 
Like maybe you should have human oversight when you're writing your content. Because the one thing that none of these systems can ever have is experience. They, they simply cannot. They do not exist on a level that gives a large language model experience. Its only experience is in being a large language model, not in being a plumber, not in being a dietitian, not in being an SEO. Its experience is being a computer-based system. And so you have to have humans as a part of this. And when you do, you see things like, oh, okay, I wouldn't have written it that way. I would have written it this way. Or you see obvious errors. It says that there's, you know, if you work hard, you can achieve 400% of your goal. No, that's not actually possible in many instances. Like you, you can't move 400% of the rocks. There are only 10 rocks. And when you move 10 rocks, you've moved 100% of the rocks. And you could say, well, if you move it a second time, then you're moving it again and so on. But on the face of the article that's being written, 100% is 100%. That's it. Yeah. And so it's easy for a human to see this and say, that doesn't make sense. We need to change it. And you make the edit. Um, I like using AI for a lot of ideation, coming up with new ideas. Um, I will tell ChatGPT, here's my general, my umbrella, my overarching idea that I have. Here are some thoughts related to that. Here are three ideas I have. Give me 10 more. And it just fills in the, like before I finished clicking, it gave me all the ideas. And, and now I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of three of these. This is brilliant. And then I tell it, okay, write me 200 words on each one of these, include citations and give me links to articles that support the topic. And it creates all of this, you know? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm working on a third book, but I've been saying that for like five years now. And now I'm not working on a third book. Now that I have all of these systems available to me, I'm working on my 28th book because I have so many ideas and so many ways to start it, it's all right there. And you can talk to these systems, you can create transcripts from these systems, you can streamline workflows with these systems. They, they put the muscle in your writing team. They take a two-person writing team and they make them perform like a 20-person writing team, except they can also do editing along the way. And, and it's, it's a huge, huge time saver. Um, which is back to your original point when we started. This is why it's so important that people understand how to use these systems and what to use them for. If you're trying to use them as shortcuts, you can do that. I'm not going to lie to you. But those shortcuts are getting closed every single day. The, the, the systems at the search engines are getting smarter. And using AI detectors to try to, it's, it's just pattern matching. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. If I wrote the way the AI wrote, my article would get flagged as being from an AI. And so I don't care about that. What I care about, facts, accuracy, um, usefulness, that I'm actually answering the question, you know, the stuff that matters to people. That's what yeah. I'm focused on. The tools I use to get there, Google doesn't care if I use a typewriter and I take a photograph of a typewritten page and then I create content from that or if I use AI and mm -hmm. Bing doesn't care 
Like it's, it's yeah. not about that, right? It truly is about useful answers. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, let's talk about the future. We touched a little bit, but I mm -hmm. want to uh, go deeply, especially about blogging. Um, you know, uh, in 2008, when I started my digital journey, uh, we created e-commerce content. We didn't mm -hmm. care about blogging. Then we changed approaches a lot because uh, most traffic are coming to blogs. Mm -hmm. And Google can recognize user intent. In 2008, that was simple to right. game the system. Today, we can't. And uh, mm -hmm. we create a lot of content. We usually search for writers with proven record. Uh, so basically... Mm -hmm. If uh, uh, someone knows the topic but can't write, I'm not sure we can create quality content. If Correct. writers yeah. can write and don't know the topic, we can't. But we usually uh, right. use, uh, search for uh, both criteria. And mm -hmm. I want to ask about the future because, for example, um, I want to share my story. I decided to buy Tesla. Mm -hmm. in, uh, and uh, I searched on Google uh, a simple question, can I drive Tesla in Florida with this uh, uh, self-driver's feature, uh, mm -hmm. pilot. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't find a simple answer to this mm -hmm. question because I got a lot of blog articles, mm -hmm. content, and uh, I need I needed to spend time to research to uh, to find a simple mm -hmm. answer, a simple uh, uh, question. And then I used Bark and found the answer for a few seconds. Just mm -hmm. for a few seconds, I asked on bar. Then I decided to open new business again in Florida. And mm -hmm. I asked uh, on Google a list of documents that I need to submit about mm -hmm. regulation. I couldn't find the answer on Google. So I used ChatGPT yeah. to get this answer for a few seconds. Just mm -hmm. a list of documents, nothing else. I don't need all these mm -hmm. great articles, content that mm -hmm. are not related to user intent. So I'm not sure about the future. If uh, mm. chatbot can reply to my questions like this, uh, yep. if I get more accurate results with chatbots, and it's only beginning of this journey. So uh, probably blogging will be not great idea. I mean, like to develop today. What do you think if I'm right or wrong uh, about that? So um, first off, I think you're crazy for buying a Tesla. We'll just get that out of the way right, right up front. Um, <laughs> but that aside, Anatoly, um, this is a really interesting point, okay? And you bring up something that's extremely important today. Um, look, the search engines are telling us all the time we have to produce the content, we have to produce content that's useful to the consumer. If anyone has ever used ChatGPT or Bird or any of the systems, you very quickly realize that it does not give you a list of search results, it gives you an answer to your question it does the work and gives you the answer, which feels really good, right? You spent all that time researching this information and then you realize, wow, that's like 10 minutes of my time that I don't get back. And when I asked ChatGPT instantly, it gave me what I wanted. Here's a list of the documents you need. Now look, you know, I know, I think most people starting a business would understand that might not be the complete list of things you need, but it's a good starting point you will have to fill in those documents. And along the way, you will learn about what else you need to have filled in. That's fine. But that's far better than you having to read five different blogs to come up with two relevant lists to then go and verify each one of the links that they have sent you and collect all that information. 
it's a massive time saver. And so I think where we end up is, and I'm, I'm going to project that this is like five to six years away. Um, I'm, I'm calling this the splinter net. It's, I didn't invent this phrase. It, it actually comes from the 1990s, as near as I can research it. Um, back then, they were talking about the cost of hardware to be on the internet and how expensive it was to have servers to be on the internet. And that cost is what was going to split the internet. And you were going to have a high cost and a low cost. All of that didn't matter. It doesn't matter today. It's cheap to be on the internet. So here we are. But the concept is the splinter net as we will see it is going to be answers up front, deep research in the back. So I want you to think of it like a hairstyle, specifically like a mullet, okay? You're gonna have an answer up front. So you ask your question, can I use Tesla Autopilot in Florida? Then the answer is gonna come back and the answer is complex. The answer is yes in some cases, no in others. Here's the law, here are the rules, all of this information. But it's better to get that in a single source than to have to read eight blogs to put all of that together. And the other side of this, where the party is gonna happen in the back, that's the long hair, that's the deep research, that's where all the blogs live. So we still absolutely need the content. Google cannot answer the questions without the content. The challenge though, and the real question is, five years from now, how much traffic are you realistically gonna be getting from a search engine? I don't know. It's We could see a 25, a 40% drop in referral traffic because the questions are being answered up front and they do not need any deeper research. And if you think about that, that's a lot of our everyday life. What's the temperature outside? Should I bring a jacket today? Where's the grocery store? Is it going to be open tonight? What time does the grocery store close? Is there a Starbucks near me? All of these baseline questions are questions that are binary this is my question. This is my answer. They don't need a lot of detail to tell you if Starbucks is open near you or where the nearest open Starbucks is. That's very simple. Telling me how to make a perfect latte, however, okay, you can go through and explain it to me, but I guarantee you there are coffee blogs that do a much better job. And that's where consumers will want to end up. So so content will always matter, but people need to start thinking about content in new ways. They need to start thinking about short form video. They need to start thinking about structured data on everything. They need to start thinking about knowledge graphs for their companies so that they can identify entities and build relationships between them so they can easily send that out to a search engine because the search engine is not going to want to spend money crawling the internet in the future. They are going to expect the data to be brought to them. And we already see this right now. Um, we see this with the API integrations that are in Webmaster Tools and Search Console. Um, the, um, oh, what is the program? Fabrice talks about it. Um, it's the indexing program, Index Now, that they just launched. And pretty much everybody's on board with it. You know, you publish something, it's automatically in the index. Like, that's a huge cost savings for a search engine. And that's where we end up in the future. We end up with a very different world. The work of an SEO will change, but its importance will still be there. It will still be important to optimize everything you do. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. I think like marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, exactly. And, 
and SEO doesn't teach how to rank. Yeah, it teaches how to rank on Google, but it also teaches how to create high quality content, how exactly. to increase website speed, how to earn uh, authoritative, relevant backlinks. It can help to build brand awareness. Exactly to get traffic even so I, yeah. exactly and and ultimately anatoly as all of this expands in the future let's let's look at a future where google is not the number one referrer or they are still the number one referrer but not with the same percentages it's not it's not 80 percent of my traffic coming from google it's 55 percent the question you have to ask yourself then is if 45 percent of your traffic is coming from other referral sources what have you done to position yourself well for those sources? And right now, it's relatively obvious to say that those sources are going to be other AI systems. And the way you position yourself is by investing in quality content and good user experience today. So yeah. that sounds an awful lot like the work that SEOs continue to do. 100%. Uh, I have the question about your experience. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I think this question can help uh, two people, students who are mm -hmm. looking for ways to learn from scratch, especially today when we have mm -hmm. AI and founders, co-founders, uh, who are looking for ways to get the basic to cooperate mm -hmm. with great experts. I mean, like yeah, I usually get great results with someone who understands SEO. So if they understand, then we can cooperate together to we know why we need to create high quality content, why it's important to use white hat SEO. So we, we can go ahead together. But if someone doesn't, it's, it's tough. It's really mm -hmm. tough. I usually tell them, take my course, learn on Google, learn on YouTube, just learn, get right. the basic. So mm -hmm. I want to ask you, if you started today from scratch, Without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in SEO. Forget about Microsoft's experience, mm -hmm. about anything. You didn't write any book. You know Google exists, but that's it. So what mm -hmm. will you do if you started from scratch? Yep. So, um, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find the industry news sources and figure out, like, who the trusted authors are, who is being talked about in the industry, who's creating the research, who's doing the studies, these kinds of things. I'm immediately going to ignore anything that's coming from a business because from the business they have a profit motive it's not about teaching someone they're still useful as tools in my journey but not for learning per se um, what i'm looking to get to is i'm looking to understand who the leading voices in the industry are and then i'm following their socials i'm just attaching i'm following i'm doing those things very important if you can absolutely still attend conferences in person go and meet people i promise you even the biggest names in this industry if you walk up to the stage when they are done talking they will take an hour if they have that time and talk to you and answer your questions it is the greatest way to build meaningful relationships it really matters show up for the podcasts participate sign up for the newsletters and you don't need a lot, maybe a half a dozen. And it doesn't have to be specific people. It has to be people who deliver you information that you want to consume, whether that's the format of their newsletter, how they write something, their tone of voice, it doesn't matter because you're building a foundation of knowledge. I'd look for some online courses, anything that's talking about AI and SEO. Right now, I would stay away from, and I would look at SEO first. 
You have to understand the foundation of this and then go back to the AI and SEO so you understand what AI adds to SEO. And because ultimately what's going to happen is if you're starting your career and you're working toward the goal of building this or you have a new business and you want to get into this, if you say, well, I'm just going to work with AI and SEO, you are either going to work with a client or go to work for a company that has a deeper history in SEO and you will not understand the questions you are being asked or you will not understand why something is not working because AI and SEO is so new and so not understood. Whereas SEO has been around for 20 plus years. We have a solid foundation of what to focus on. So that's that would be how I would be approaching it. I would very much approach it the way a university builds a curriculum at a school. You start with a baseline, you come up a level, you come up a level along the way, learn how to identify good people to stay attached to. And then slowly but surely work on building relationships with them. That's nice. that's very important. Nice. Love it. Love it. And I have my final question. Um, and uh, you mentioned how to learn. Yeah, uh, we need mm -hmm. to uh, find resources, newsletters, uh, I don't know, great sp uh, conferences, speakers. But what about practice? You know, for example, when I started SEO, mm -hmm. uh, I think... Uh, at that time, I hired people who handle almost everything. I mean, like to create content, to submit content, mm -hmm. to write, to create content plan, to uh, write content, to submit, to promote, even to buy links. That fact. Today, I have a team of specialists mm -hmm. who can create content plan, someone who can write, who can edit, who can submit, who can design, develop. Mm -hmm. So even uh, bug testers, a lot of people. And for me, it's very important to focus uh, in one specific direction because I feel that I'm jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. Anyone in my team can beat me in one side about one specific topic, <laughs> but I know how to right. manage these people to learn. Uh, so tell how to focus and choose the right direction uh, if you learn a lot. <laughs> so, okay. So if I'm coming in and I'm going to say, okay, where do I start? Um, Probably the most important topic that is most often overlooked is the concept of user experience. And I don't mean UX in the traditional user experience career path. I mean in the sense of a web user experience. So when somebody shows up on a website, what does their experience look like? That's going to include the content. It's going to include the design. It's going to include the technical background of the actual platform, the CMS. It's going to include some SEO. I'm looking to have those core areas as things that I deeply understand. Then if I had to start somewhere, I'd start with content. It's the most direct way of getting feedback. You write an article, you publish it. You watch for feedback, whether it's ranking, comments, reviews. And then you adjust from there. If you're not getting feedback, that means it probably needs improvement. So work on improving it. Use the AI tools and say, and I do this today. I write an article and then I take it and I put it into an AI tool and I say, smooth out the edges, make it sound better, write for a grade five level of comprehension. And it rewrites my article and I tell it no more than 900 words and I give it some directions and, and the article 
sounds like me, but is not what I originally wrote and is better. And then I'll take that and I'll say, okay, well, you know, I wouldn't say this and I'll change that one thing. And then I give it to my editor and I say, what do you think? And then they give me a few things and, and that's how you get to the final thing. Right. Um, but one thing that you brought up Anatoly, you, you mentioned like, you know, doing this, right? Look, nobody, nobody should be taking a course and then going and applying for an SEO job. Uh, I know a lot of people do that. Um, and a lot of companies end up with people who have no SEO experience coming in doing SEO. Um, that's, that's a really dangerous way to learn on the job and you will not be equipped when there are problems to answer the questions. Um, you will probably end up fired and then that doesn't help your career at all. Yeah. So my approach to this is at the very least, start your own website. We all have something that we're interested in. That's a hobby. That's a passion. Start growing a footprint with that. And I say start a website. I mean, get a domain, put up a simple blog, something easy that doesn't take a lot of your time, but then figure out the best way to use your time. You may want to record a video of you talking, use an AI system to pull out the important points. So talk for 10 minutes. The AI system will pull out three 30-second segments that it thinks are important in what you said. It will separate those. Now you have a 10-minute video plus three 30-second videos you can use for your socials. And then you can put it into another system that will extract a an actual transcript for you. There's your blog post. Like, there's a lot of these things. And if you just took a transcript and put it into ChatGPT and said, take this transcript and make it a blog article, it will transform it into a blog article for you. So you don't have to worry about Anatoly said, Dwayne said, Anatoly said, Dwayne said, like it will edit all of that for you. And now you have an actual long form piece of content. You can do all of these things and grow your experience in maybe an hour or two a day. And, and then it's applicable experience elsewhere. I mean, I, I think anybody who started back when I started, this is exactly what we were doing, right? And Anatoly, you started the same way, right? Yeah. You were like, hey, this is kind of cool. I think I'll try this. And and now you have a business doing it. I mean, it's tried and tested. It works. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I started because I decided to go digital mm -hmm. to create my own products. But I didn't know how to promote them. <laughs> I didn't have right. any experience. So I started with the basic to play to, um, yeah, by the way, I, I hired a few specialists to help me with that. Mm -hmm. Then when we failed, I got it. I need to learn more to, mm -hmm. uh, because it's tough to manage other people without knowledge. So, yeah. well, you can't, I see this all the time. Companies hire SEOs because they don't have the experience but then they hire SEOs who aren't good. And of course it fails. Of course it does not work. And you know, that you can avoid that. You know, I started, I was doing pay-per-click. I was building affiliate programs. I was in online gambling. And so I was like email programs. That was everything we were doing. And then when SEO started, I hired somebody to come in and manage pay-per-click because that was easier to train someone in than SEO. And, and those opportunities though, there's not a lot of those today. I mean, this is back around 2007, 2008, and 
it was not um, actually, no, sorry, this was 1998. Um, this is not like we don't have that today. Everybody has a website. Everybody has a blog. You know, back then, like no one had experience working on the Internet. You couldn't hire anybody with experience yeah. working on the Internet. You know, today, <laughs> today, you can make your own experience. You can do that in minutes a day. You can build experience doing this stuff, you know, and nice. the more time you put in, the better you get at it. The same as any skill. Love it, love it. Uh, Dwayne, I have a lot more questions, but I'm going to follow <laughs> you on social media. Thank so, you, sir. Uh, to learn more, because I know SEO is very important to get new skills, knowledge, to mm -hmm. update what you have. Uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. So probably the best thing to do, um, because we don't know if uh, X is going to last very long. Um, <laughs> you can track me down on, on X. That's not a problem. I'm at Dwayne Forrester. Uh, but probably the most reliable is going to be LinkedIn, uh, where I am also Dwayne Forrester. Um, or you could find me on TikTok, where I am Dwayne Forrester. Um, or you could find me on Threads, where I am Dwayne C. Forrester. Um, everywhere is that, that I can be. I am there. It's my name. If folks want to follow me, they can track me down. I'm happy to connect and engage. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you can find links in the description below. Uh, listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. So you know how to share value, how to lead to an emergency room. I need to spend time to think how to <laughs> adapt what I have. And guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Dwayne on all social media or choose the best one because uh, I know someone can focus in specific social media. And yeah, just uh, if you learn something, adapt and act without acting, nothing backs. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.